For when she speaks, her eyes involve her in agreement. For when she laughs, her excitement easily fills a large room. For when she smiles, I mistake her for the midday sun. For she read the four books I gifted her because she just couldn't put them down. For sometimes all she wants is to be tickled. For she said I cooked the nicest food. For she sings true colors in the most beautiful voice. For she saw herself in my eyes and knew that she is beautiful. For it doesn't take much for her to say I love you. For she said she knows I love her too and gave convincing reasons. For it said she bursts into a smile whenever she hears my name. For her love still fuels my perseverance. Interludes, a pure Lighthouse production. We would like to thank our local title sponsor, A1 Pest Masters, for all your exterminating and pest control needs for supporting Interludes. This episode is brought to you by our national sponsor, Mighty Good Men, a virtual Father's Day event on Sunday, June 20th. And now, all the way live from the south side of Chicago, give it up for your host, Valerie Johnson. And you slide off track Remember one fact I got your back Just the two of us We can make it if we try Just the two of us Just the two of us Just the Isn't it time we honor fathers? Talk about them Show love for them Thank them for their perseverance, bravery, and mentorship As they raise young men and women Fathers are engineers and teachers and policemen, and doctors, and yes, they have served our country in and out of uniform, either in the military or Congress. Speaking as someone who loved her father very much, I say it's time. June 20th is Father's Day, and I'm so excited to introduce a talented father of two and published author, Andrew L. Boyd. Let's find out about this father's inspiration behind the poem heard at the top of the show and life on the other side of the pond in London. Hi guys, I'm Valerie Johnson and welcome to Interludes. I'd like to welcome one of the strongest supporters of Interludes since we started. Very talented young man who started writing and he wrote a book of poems called Birchmere from across the pond and happy Father's Day to you. Andrew L. Boyd. How are you doing on today? I'm doing well, actually, Valerie. Thank you very much. What's been the strongest life lesson you've learned from any one of the poems from Birchmeyer? The, the poem that I really feel connected to and is a lesson more than anything else mm -hmm. is for I will consider my daughter, Lisa. Now, I think it's teaches me to be there even though I'm not there mm -hmm. and there have been times when I felt like you know I fought this battle long enough and I wanted to to rest and um when I remember some of the things that I've been able to achieve and even though they did not exactly um turn out the way I wanted them to be they still made a difference in my girl's life yeah. and so for I will consider Lisi captures some of the things that I 
I've heard that eight-year-old, now eight-year-old, she was seven at the time, actually said about, um, you know, she knows that I love her. Um, the thing that she said, which people who have been involved with her find strange mm -hmm. that she remembers after so long. And so the lesson there is to let love compel you, you know, because my love for them compels me. And it's just allowing love to compel me, especially at a time when I don't feel like doing it. And that's kind of similar to the story of Jesus, to be honest with you. I'm not making my own a comparison between Jesus and myself. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> but, but that situation just, you know, it just feels like that. Wow. It, yeah. I feel like I feel like being a father, being a parent, period, is just it's an awesome responsibility. It's a wonderful responsibility. How does being a father influence your poetry? I believe if I wasn't a father, I would not have been writing poems. Wow. I, I wouldn't have been. It has been a father who cares that has actually pushed me in this direction, uh, led me down the path I found myself and not wanting to give up because I believe that, you know, not only is uh, do I have a right to be in my children's life? Uh, I'm important to them. They are important to me. And, mm -hmm. and it's just been a father that has put me in this position. Uh, outside of that, I wouldn't have written a book of poems uh, at all. I couldn't see it happening at all. Yeah. And I think about the relationship that I had with my dad and my parents were separated. Um, and I fought for our relationship, especially after I got older, just wanting to spend time. I, it, I think it's important for fathers to just spend time, especially with daughters. You know, a lot of people say, oh, you know, a guy's trying to raise sons. You should be there for your son. But we women, we need our fathers. I, I'm just, you know, I want to commend you for, for that. Speaking about daughters, uh, would you consider reading For I Will Consider My Daughter Lindsay. No, I don't mind at all. Uh, it's actually one of my favorites. <laughs> Yay! That's one of my favorites. Okay. For I will consider my daughter Lisey. Mm -hmm. For I will consider my daughter Lisey. For when she speaks, her eyes and mouth are in agreement. For when she laughs, her excitement easily fills a large room. For when she smiles, I mistake her for the midday sun. For she read the four books I gifted her because she just couldn't put them down. For sometimes all she wants is to be tickled. For she said I cooked the nicest food. For she sings true colors in the most beautiful voice. For she saw herself in my eyes and knew that she is beautiful. For it doesn't take much for her to say I love you. For she said she knows I love her too and gave convincing reasons. For it said she burst into a smile whenever she hears my name. For her love still fuels my perseverance. Her love for you, it fuels your perseverance. Yes. Wow. That Because that's amazing. Because yes. like, like many of us who, I want to say, go into different avenues and, and you've developed this muscle of being a poet, your background, a chemical engineer, did I read that correctly? Um. Yes, I was initially trained as a chemical engineer and, <laughs> uh, and then uh, did a degree in physics. So this is really out of the waters for me, okay? I'm quite numeric. <laughs> yes. But, but that, 
is just a testimony in itself to the kind, the depth of the emotions that, you know, that was brought to me by all of this, um, by being a father. Yeah, and I and it seems as though this fuels you and as far as, you know, expressing yourself in such a, I, this is going to sound silly, but, uh, such a poetic way of writing these poems. And did you find when you were writing these poems healing to you, especially when you were going through any of the situations that might come to mind? Um, I find that they were quite healing. Um, I find that before writing, I've been very busy in my mind. Okay, so I'm still busy, okay? <laughs> That's good to know. But, but much more busy. So I'd be sleeping less because I know that somewhere inside there are all these thoughts going around. And so it was a release. It was therapeutic. It gets these thoughts out of my head. And to be honest with you, I think God gave this to me as an outlet. I really, really do believe that. But I read what I write. I'm really quite surprised. Not only that I am able to express them, but to express them the way I do. And I believe God knows that I needed this outlet. Someday you'll hear the story. And I've been told several times that it will have driven another person crazy. Okay. So this is the crazy God out of me. <laughs> Even though it doesn't look that way, but it's me expressing um, what I'm feeling. Right. And getting them out of my head. So it has been therapeutic. I know. And I and is your life happier now with this expression written? Um, Birchmire, oh, your book? Oh, oh yes, it, it has. And I'm, I'm beginning to write so much more uh, lighter stuff, you know, more along the lines of romance, but still poetry. So, <laughs> yes, yeah, that, that that's my genre. I like I like a romantic poem because if I could turn that into an R and B song, that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> I read in the book that Birchmeyer is, I think, a place or a park over there in South London. Yes, it Where's is the, a park. It is a park. So, what inspired you to name this book that after a park? I believe this is where. I believe I've been placed here for a reason. Mm -hmm. So one of the, the consequences of the, the, the legalities is that I was asked to leave the former matrimonial home. And Birchmere, a, a property here became available. And I think God really orchestrated that as well. Mm -hmm. So I, I saw all these different things as, as God just moving things in place for me. But I ended up living here. And there's a lovely park with a lovely lake and lots of animals. And I remember when I was baptized way back in Jamaica, oh, I used to walk on a Saturday morning into the bushes and pray. Mm -hmm. And this just brings that back to me. I could see God and in all of this. I could see in the uh, just the animals that were there. I could see him in uh, the plants. I, I, to be honest, there was a walking space, uh, you know, I could walk for a very long time, I could, could pray, I could think some of these points actually were formulated during those walks. Uh, visiting the park and the lake became a daily, sometimes weekly thing for me. And I did mm -hmm. points where 
actually not been able to go on there and process. So it did give me an opportunity to walk and think and pray and process. And, and so naturally, it's a very important turning point in my life. Uh, do you believe that people on my side of the pond over here in America would be able to relate to Birchmire? Yes, I think there are lots of poems in there that people can connect with. Mm-hmm. And it's not just a location. I mean, you can connect with the poems with other locations in mind. Uh, they each carry either a life type of lesson in them, which isn't dependent on where you are, or an emotional lesson or a journey that somebody can relate to anyone, irrespective of where they're located. So anyone in the world can relate to it, I believe. Yeah, because um, I, I think my Birchmire was, is somewhere in Brooklyn. I, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, I know it's, it, I know there's a Birchmire here in, in Chicago, and I'm talking about a place or a park that I can go and think and I think, yeah. especially over the pandemic, it, it became important for me to just have that time designated to just, you know, let out, walk, let out my emotions. And, and for me, that's music. For you, it was poetry. And poetry. that's just that that's amazing. I'm, I'm so grateful that you got it, went ahead and published this and you you walked in a you you walked a journey and you're sharing it with us and we're excited about that. And if someone wanted to um, get Birchmeyer and, and read, where would they go? Oh, great. Um, it's in quite a few places, actually. Okay. Um, so it's published by West Bowl Press. Um, it's a company, it's a publisher in the United States that is linked to uh, Zondervan. And okay. so if you go to West Bowl Press's uh, website, can be purchased there uh it's also on amazon uh us and it's it's on the play store you know if you wanted uh, an e-copy it's on play store um Good. i've seen it on ebay <laughs> <laughs> so you really want to get a copy um you can get it on ebay it's in barnes and nobles as well so it's it's, it's there at a book retailer near you can we expect another book soon? Um, so, yes, you should expect another book before the, the year ends. I, I think it will be more raw emotionally. You know, there's going to be me going deeper into myself. Um, you'll see more of what I'm feeling and what I felt. Um, mm-hmm. I'd say what I'm feeling because some of them are still current feeling. Some of them are nice and light and warm and wonderful. Some of them are, aren't, but they're still readable and experiences that people can connect with. And let's see. Yeah. So what ha- when when it's actually out, you come on back to interludes and we'll go ahead and <laughs> and let people know where to go ahead and get that. Birchmeyer by Andrew L. Boyd. Thank you so much for joining me, Andrew. And thank you for having me, Valerie. All the way from London. I love it. Oh my gosh, I'm Valerie Johnson, and this is Interlude. Your own, because if you for now, then you'll regret it when it's grown. Be a father to your child. Be a father to your child. G.
June is Black Music Month, and Parrish P. Dub Williams, host of the Anchor FM Spotify podcast, It's Like That, is back. Let's return to our conversation with executive producer Michael Womble on the fathers of hip hop and whether or not B-boys will become men. The other side of that is hip hop. Okay, yeah. so all of us at some point were younger than we are right now. Correct. So Correct. we listen to we we're still young though. Hip-hop. Younger, we were younger. Yeah, right, then. right. Absolutely. So we listen absolutely. to hip hop, and <laughs> hip hop seemed seemingly uh, like like rock and roll for a while hmm. was sort of stuck at a certain age, <laughs> and you sort of seemed like you kind of aged out of hip hop. Agreed. Now we know that you know our parents and, and older folks and, and rock and roll. You know, rock and roll has caught up with that that generation, Great. those generations older than us. And I'm wondering, right. as someone that listens to so much music, when do you think hip hop's going to do that? I don't think it ever will. will. I, I don't think it ever, ever? will. I'm, I'm, I'll put it like this: classic hip hop will never die, die, and never will. And the reason I'm saying that because I'm talking about hip hop like. Uh, Millie Mill and the Curtis Blow days and that, that generation of folks. The reason I'm saying that one because that was definitely uh, a, a genre that was light years ahead of its time at that time. I remember the first uh, our hip hop song that I really, really fell in love with was Rapper's Delight. I'll never forget it. Yeah, I tried to learn, one. never did really learn every word to, to the song. Cause you know, the long version is like 10 minutes long. So it's yeah. like five, six different verses to it. Man, I knew the one about the, uh, have you ever been friends out eating the food they ain't no good? I knew that that yes. verse. Yes. I knew the first part of it. I kind of knew this Hanks and Hanks verse. I kind of knew that too. But mm-hmm. the other three, man, it was just too long. Too long. But again, friends. oh, mm-hmm. dude, that dope. That, it was so dope though. The concept of it. Then mm-hmm. it was playing. So you know the uh, track to the song is "Good Times" by Chic. So right, right. so it was right. you know it's that song right. had already been out. So I was familiar with Chic, and it was like that song came out. I think Good Times came out when I was seven. So, I mean, Rapper's Delight came out when I was like eight or nine. So, yeah. again, but it just caught on. So, you had, you know, classic stuff. It still do. You could play, think of certain hip-hop songs. Like, you play a Biggie song right now. And people could go, they're going to go in just like the song just came out last week. So, right. again, it's just certain certain songs that are always going to have its place. And certain artists are always going to have their place. So, in far, as far as it... Um, ever dying i don't think that piece ever died i just think that modern hip-hop has lost its its weight this is my personal opinion but but, i think there's got to be somebody that's going to bring some maturity to it and that's what i'm hoping for well i will who who, who we looking for that who's going to take on yeah who would you yeah who would who would take on now because who comes to mind right now was that what 444 was was that a mature effort at hip-hop jay-z is definitely a pioneer Uh, a lot of people don't want to give him credit but he honestly has he, taken he's earned it. He's earned oh, it. he's definitely earned it now. Mm-hmm. And look, he had, you know, he had his, you know, he had great mentors in hip hop. So, you know, yeah, Big Daddy Kane is one of his mentors. Man, please. Yeah. So, yeah, he was that dude. In that same regard, I think he has to kind of shape, and I'm not saying he isn't doing it, but I think it's up to that, that, uh, that level of pioneers to kind of bring along this new group and show them their other ways, other things to talk about their money and sex and running women all the time and drugs. What are your, what are your thoughts no. on Kendrick Lamar? I enjoy Kendrick. Now, you know, I will say Kendrick and BJ mm-hmm. are 
two of my main hitters. I will say that. And I think the thing, Kanye used to be in that Kanye fell off. Bless his little heart. Kanye fell off. He did. I'll just be honest. He fell off. You know, Kanye from but, our way. You know what? Yeah, Kanye from the South Side over our way. But here's exactly. the thing. Yeah, he's from our way on the South Side. I, I, I'll, say, I'll say this in his, in his defense, and, and I think time will prove me correct here. Okay, he okay. is one of those artists who reinvents himself. And I am really okay. interested in post Kim Kardashian, Kanye Lord West. Jesus. I am Lord I Jesus. am interested in what that will bring. Listen, um, my, listen, my godbrother is here and he's he's amen in your statement. My godbrother here right now, he's amen in your statement. Yes, he's amen in your statement. He is. If, if there's anybody that I think is is I mean you you and Jay Z just entered into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. If I think mm -hmm. there's anybody that personifies rock and roll in hip hop, it's got to be Kanye West. He is yeah. a David Bowie like figure. Yeah. In, well, in I think what is so dope when he did through the wire, I was like, oh snap! Yes, I said that this is sample dope. was hot. I said that's a sample. So hot. I said this mm -hmm. is dope, dude. I said okay, you and Shaka didn't song. like it. Shaka no, she didn't. Like I was about to say Shaka didn't like it. She, she didn't, didn't like it. Yeah, she, no, she didn't like it. Nope, but she got that check though, did she? She liked that if that check that came. Like that, yes, she did. And she I, liked and that always, if that check came. It was a nice check. Mm -hmm. Was and the hip hop song that I'm thinking about that helped Jamie Foxx wasn't that Kanye West, Twista, and him? Yeah. Yes, it was some Marvin Gaye, some yes. Luther Vandross. Yes. Like I love yes. that song. <laughs> yes, and then the thing about I, it, I said, and then remember. Uh, Jamie flipped it for him and did um, Gold Digger. Gold Digger, Gold yep. Digger, yes. You know, so like I said, and that was a Ray Charles sample. So again, you know, Kanye got it now. Kanye got it. He's the dude. He's that dude. But I just think, um, yeah, I agree. Once he gets past the Kim Chronicles, yeah, um, I, I, it'll be interesting I don't, to see what happens. I don't know what, what he's going to do. I mean, I really don't know. I, I'm eager to, to, to find out what Well, I just honestly is. hope that, you know, for one, that um, I'm, I'm not trying to be funny. I'll be asking mental health in it. I want the meds. I want them to get on the meds and get their mind right and get their mind straight. Once he get on the meds, it's going to be all right. Because, you know, Miss Donda, I think, was the one pulling his his reins in, kind of kept them kind of stable. Absolutely. But when she, you know, when she passed, he was a wild, you know, it was a wild, uh, wild card in a lot of ways. So I think once he gets on some meds and really has some time to kind of, you know, what, it'll be all right. You, oh, he'll be what did you What did you think about his gospel turn with the Okay, um, here's my thing. Okay, I was going there. You read my mind. You know me well. Okay, so let me tell you, that gospel piece was ingenious. Freaking ingenious. I'm telling you why. Because, um, so the first time I heard the gospel piece, a friend of mine had uh, sent me a YouTube clip of it. They were somewhere in the mountains in LA County. Mm. They were on the mountaintop singing. Mm -hmm. They were calling, this is during, you know, during the pandemic, so nobody's really going inside buildings for church. And he was having service outside. He said, Pete, he said, he's put this group of singers, this choir together, and they've been going around California. Uh, at that time, they were just doing, Cali you know, mainly Northern and Southern California. Right. Said, Pete, they are like killing, killing. So he sent me the clip and I was like, oh my God. So then uh, the guy who was the MD for the stuff in Genius. So he was like fusing, doing a fusion of a lot of different gospel songs and putting little different uh, R&B and hip hop elements in the stuff too, which I loved. Me too. Like I love, I love stuff that is original like that, and where you aren't biting too hard off of stuff, but you give people just enough of a taste to really let them know mm -hmm. you know what you're doing. It's like that can be found on Anchor FM, Spotify 
We'll be hearing more from P-Dub throughout the month. Next time on Interludes, a look back on a year that was. Interludes celebrates our first anniversary this month. Take a trip with me down memory lane as executive producer Michael Womble and I share our favorite moments. And more from Parish P-Dub Williams as we continue to celebrate Black Music Month on the next Interludes. Interludes, original concept by Valerie Johnson, written by Michael Womble, produced by Valerie Johnson and Michael Womble, original intro and outro music produced by Kendall Nesbitt. Interludes, a pure lighthouse production, brought to you by our national sponsor, Mighty Good Men, a virtual Father's Day event on Sunday, June 20th, featuring Pudge Fernandez, our own executive producer, Michael Womble, and hosted by Valerie Johnson. For tickets to the virtual show and the virtual after party, please visit the website, pure-lighthouse-media.ticketleap.com. We would like to thank our local title sponsor, A1 Pestmasters. For all your exterminating and pest control needs, call A1 Pestmasters at area code 773-365-9962 or visit their website at a1pestmasters.com to subscribe to our YouTube channel or join our Interludes Facebook group visit the website linktr.ee forward slash pure light media Interludes